Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Say Anime? I'm your host, Peter. On today's episode, along with my co-host, Pat, we will be giving our first impressions on the currently airing summer 2022 season. How does this slate of new shows fare after the recently finished and absolute stacked season that was spring? We'll let you know in today's episode. Pat, thanks for joining me. This season has been widely considered to be looking bad or just having a few shows um, that stand out. What are your initial thoughts so far on the season that is? Yeah, I don't know. I am I have like one big show for me, you know, the one that I'm going to be watching within half an hour of it airing every single time. And then a couple others that actually have surprised me after watching in the last couple of days, you know, then nothing else that like excited me necessarily. A lot of good sequels too. A couple good sequels and uh but other than that, uh, yeah, I agree that the season is a little underwhelming so far. Like, yeah, there's not like three bangers. There's well, for me there's one and a half maybe. Um But yeah, uh how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, outside of the sequels, there's one show to me that definitely stands out that I, honestly, going into it, I thought was going to be pure trash, and I unironically have it at a 10. I have watched the episode more than once, or the episodes more than once, and it has been an absolute standout, and I'm just so happy that I gave it a shot, because it's honestly, it was one of those shows that was on my back burner, where, like, if I have time, sure, I'll check it out. Um, it's a show that's not really available to us right now, but I, I have el- other means of you flew viewing. flew to Japan to watch it. Yeah, yeah I, fl- I flew all the way to Japan to watch three episodes of this specific show. And overall, I think the season is, I think being in the, the shadow of spring sucks because I do think that this season is fine for what it is. It's just we're coming off of a season where I gave two tens last season and I gave, I think, two or three nines. So. Do we have that this season? No, but I'm happy that we at least have like some shows where like it's Wednesday. I'm watching this show. It's Thursday. I'm watching this show. Cause I was scared that we weren't going to get that this season and we are. So I'm looking forward to just having fun with this season. I'm not looking forward to having my mind blown by something like that. So it's definitely a catch up. I'm watching Golden Kamui season three right now before yeah. season before season four uh, next season. Um, we're gonna be watching Summertime Render, and there's some other shows that I'm gonna be catching up on because right now, in the current season, we're about at the three four episode level where I'm gonna start dropping some shows, and I'm gonna be having some more time watching some shows that I need to catch up on. So it's it's one of those seasons where I feel like I'm probably gonna drop like four to five shows i think right now on my plate after watching about i think right now i'm at about 19 so yeah (laughs) i am at i think i've watched six different ones this season so far and i probably will only watch like five total so um yeah we'll we'll get to that soon yeah let's talk about a show that we are both watching uh probably will be continuously watching and for the most part we have seen more than other people and that is Ruby, the Ice Queendom. My first impression of Ruby. Uh, I, I was really interested to get into this because the fandom is so vocal and so passionate about the series. And I really wanted to see what this was all about. Pat, on the other hand, is the avid Ruby. Um, I, you're, you're the Ruby sensei of the Discord of the podcast where you've seen the original and everything like that. So wanted yeah. to get your opinion on what so far of this adaptation compared to what you've seen so far is the, do you still feel that passion? Are you still hyped to watch Ruby? Oh yeah. No, this is a, this is really cool. Cause it's like taking the original Ruby and then being like taking a step back and being like, all right, 
let's take all the cool things like the character designs the um the characters themselves too like the way they act their their mannerisms uh the world that they're in uh the power system like let's take everything that's cool about the original ruby and then start it the fuck off <laughs> and like make it like a functional story and like try and you know there, there are certain things i i am not liking about this adaptation it does feel a little quick like they pretty much skipped over a couple um or, or a large part of volumes one and two you know like they and they've hinted at scenes too, but they've done a good job of calling back to it too. They've done a really good job of uh, like paying homage to the original stuff without just like only doing that too, while also still taking their own spin and or their own unique like take on it. And I think um, especially episode four, which we can talk about, I think now, because by the time this airs, it'll definitely be in the hands of the people. I think uh, it's supposed to be viewed today i think it was supposed to air today but for whatever reason it hasn't yet uh stateside but um episode four was cool like i it got very wonder egg-esque you know like with them oh, uh, sure. entering the entering the dream world and like really like laying down the laws of the dream world too rather than just hinting at it like they did i believe in episode three uh and i'm excited to continue to see more of it because i i don't know i love weiss weiss is one of my favorite characters from the original series i mean i've got my little figure sitting right there of her and I, uh, I, I just want to continue to. I, I, I'm eager. I'm so eager to continue watching it. I, I think most Ruby fans are too. I think a lot. The general consensus of the normal community, I should say too, like the people who are willing to be critical of the original series, I guess, and like willing to be like, "Hey, Rooster Teeth kind of sucks at making their show fun," you know, like, or 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 there are it holds them accountable. Maybe is a better way to put it. I think the general consensus is that this show is like doing a fantastic job so far and that it can only get better as they continue to explore their own series or their own um, uh, story with it, with this uh, nightmare grim that they're using. Right now. Um, but what, what do you think as an outsider? Like, are you enjoying it? Like, are, are you curious enough to watch the original Ruby too? I hope. Or... Not that curious. No? How, okay. However, I am invested in this show. Uh, I'm a big fan of like the wardrobes, character designs and stuff like that. And Ruby just absolutely knocks it out of the park. I'm really intrigued to see more because of of the characters, I should say, with everyone that I've talked to about Ruby. Ruby is no one's favorite character. And I, I'm really interested yeah. to see why people like you like Weiss the most the most. Um I know Jay likes um uh Yang the most. So I I'm really interested to dive more into those specific characters because right now I feel like We've kind of got a little bit of Blake's backstory, but I would like to see more of like the turmoil within her clan and see how that is handled. Weiss with her um, like internal struggles with her family, I think is a really fun dynamic. Ruby is the kind of like the outlier. It seems like she's very ganky, very outgoing and very like positive, I guess, where the other people y Yang has been like, I feel like she hasn't gotten like her spotlight yet, so I can't really touch on her. But like Weiss and Blake are kind of like sad girl hours, and uh, <laughs> and and Ruby is is like the spark that kind of is yeah. going to like set the things in motion. Which kind of I like because she's the team leader. Because r right now, like I'm leaning that like Ruby is my favorite character, and I just haven't heard anybody talk about her and yet. But it, I, I don't know if you want to give any spoilers or anything like that with it. No, but... no, 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 I won't spoil anything. But uh, well, I, I think I'll spoil like the general sense of Ruby. 
well, for one, like Ruby herself, everyone loves her, I think. And that's the thing. Everyone loves her. And it's like consensus that she's awesome. So no one is like, oh, she's my favorite because it's more fun to like someone like Weiss or Yang or Blake or any of the other side characters as well. But I think so. I think it, it's weird because like she's the main character. And I, I think the reason she's so ganky or, or also in, is not as jaded. Right. As well, obviously, Weiss and Blake have had like serious family trauma. Yeah. And they that gets explored in the original show, too. But like serious, serious traumas versus Ruby, you know. Uh, it's shown, it's hinted at or shown like, you know, her mother is dead, right? Like, so that that's a trauma that she experienced when she was very, very little, though. So she doesn't really remember it. She it's more like she just knows she doesn't have her mother or whatever. Um, so I, I think she and also she's younger than the other two. She's two years yep. younger than the, than everybody else. So she's still in that got that like childish like I just want to do thing. Uh, I want to be a huntress. I want to be the best I can be. So she's kind of like there to in this case it seems like so far she's there to be the um i don't know be the the vessel for the story to like be able to like watch the story unfold in front of you uh through her uh yang that's also just yang's personality though too she's always very like bold brash loud um you know whatever i don't know and and another thing too is like in the original series ruby kind of they kind of don't develop her at all. It's kind okay. of annoying, like in the original series. Like, uh, you know, it's one of the things that the Roos- Rooster Teeth gets shit on all the time about. It's like, hey, you know the titular character? She hasn't really gotten a lot of screen time lately, or she hasn't gotten a lot of, like, personal growth or anything like that. Like, what's up with that, you know? Because, like, Weiss, the uh, reason why Weiss is, I think, so many people's favorite characters is she actually changes as a person. Like, I don't know, even in the... They kind of showed it in the... Uh, I believe it was the second episode when she's like calling people a faunus or whatever, you know, like talking about how why she's prejudiced and things like that. Like they, they she actually shows growth throughout volumes two, three, four, and then the, and still does now, even in entering volume nine in the original series. And I'm sure they're going to continue. Well, I hope they're going to continue to do that with this Ice Queendom so that I can still call her my best girl, right? You know, I yeah. hope she doesn't stay dictator like, you know, like she currently is. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's so cool to see like the turmoil inside of her getting explored for now, and then I really hope they continue to explore other people's too. Because like Blake, you know, she's part of the White Fang. You know, it started it starts as a pacifist organization, and then there's some you know some of the people want to make it more violent. It's uh obvious. It's a very um obvious parallel to um you know the Black Panthers and and, and other like civil rights groups in the past, right where so some some of them want to stay very peaceful, Martin Luther King like, or uh, or the like. Or then there's others that are taking the more the Malcolm X approach, right, where they want to be uh, actually calling for action with uh, with their own actions as well. And I think that that was uh, very intentional with the with the naming even of the, like the White Fang. Like it's it's very clearly the the story that I didn't that even think about that. That's yeah, that makes perfect sense. Wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? And That's then, so, like, so cool. Yeah, I know, right? Ruby is really cool, by the way. You should check out the original series. Um, and not talk not to gonna it. do that. <laughs> no, you should. Um, but that—that—that's the thing. So, and the problem with the original series is Ruby has that comical aspect of it in the original series, even more so, right? Where, especially in the earlier volumes, it's very like, like happy, go lucky, haha, jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, you're robbing me? Yes, duh. Oh, and then she smacks the guy rather than just like literally just like defending herself, right? Like mm-hmm. so so this show is definitely taking it a little bit more seriously, which makes it so that when they talk about something as serious as civil rights and things like that, 
it doesn't come off as weird, you know, because in the original series, they it, it felt very like it would go from a funny scene where Weiss is like drinking tea or something and to, oh, yeah, let's talk about civil rights, you know? Yeah. I don't know. The, so that's one of the criticisms of the OG series for sure, um, that this one is is doing a lot better. I don't know. So to me, because we could talk, I could talk about this show for hours on end. Um I think that this is a must watch for anybody. I'm biased, obviously, but I, I genuinely do think too that after the first four episodes, anyone could find something that they like in this show so far, even without any knowledge of Ruby beforehand either. I think that that's a uh, they've done a fantastic job of introducing the world without uh, and making it watchable for people who knew nothing because Pete knew pretty much nothing. Yep, going into this. Uh, a couple really good things that I liked so far about Ruby that has stand out. Uh, really nice that we have like an all female lead where they're not like overly sexualized because I feel like if we had something like this for most anime, I mean, last season we had Shin Ikitosen, which is a martial arts filled with women, but of course it's an etchy. This is like just wonderful designs, um, really fun interactions between the cast, and I like that dynamic. Uh, it's Shaft. They've had a couple moments where the animation has been fantastic, where they definitely... A couple bad ones, too. A <laughs> couple bad ones, too. <laughs> so, bad ones. <laughs> to, to, to me, it's it's not that big. There, actually, there's one scene where I thought it kind of took me out of it, but um, when they're when they're doing, like, the slice-of-life talky stuff, I don't really care about, like, the budget of the background and stuff like that. When you have, like, the high action sequences that so far we've seen in Ruby... That's where I would hope you put the budget in, and ninety percent of the time that's been the case so far. So, uh, I could see people nitpicking the animation and some of that stuff, but to me, it, it's not that big of a deal. Also, I know for Pat, you said that the pacing is a little fast. As somebody who hasn't watched the original, I think the pacing has been fine. Um, they they kind of do a good job of showing, not telling where I can kind of grasp what's happening. I don't need to be told. And they do a really good job at that and just progressing the story along. I, I wouldn't put this as a, a must-watch. However, I think if you're a fan of, like, action and if you're a fan of uh, building up these characters as, like, a team dynamic that we don't really see... I think a lot of times in, like, action anime, we get this as, like, an arc. Maybe we have, like, a team arc where this is, like, the team aspect is, like, the focal point of the story. Uh, very, really unique and really fun. And... Uh, don't get that a lot often. So I'm going to put this like just below must watch. I'm going to put it at like, it's probably going to be top five of the season for me. So somewhere in that range, I, th I think it's like really good. I think you should check it out. And yeah, it, it's just, it's just a great show so far. I really have like no like major complaints and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the eight episodes that we get, uh, in the season. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at one major complaint, and that is, why the fuck did you not animate gunchucks? Like, that was, uh, like, the coolest fight in the OG series, true. and, like, how the fuck do you hint at it and then not do it? Or, so, they better show Sun Wukong, also fantastic name for a person that's a monkey faunus, right? Sun Wukong. Like, how clever. God, sorry, I'll stop. But, like, how do saying, you not show... Is that show... sarcastic? It's, like, sarcasm no, right there? No, that's actually clever, oh, okay. yeah, I think. I think it's a clever... Uh, I don't know. I, it, like, why not? Like, uh, and he's the son, uh, he's supposed to be like the son in Blake's life as well. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get there. Okay. But again, we'll we'll see. But like, how do you not? How do you like hint show the very end of the fight as well with Penny, right? Like who gets introduced way earlier in this show than she did in the original? How do you not 
show the like the coolest fight from the OG. The, the fight that you show people to get people into the OG series, and it's like, damn, that really sucks. But other than that, everything else has been really good so far. The so idea I, of I, gunchucks I, are fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> please I can picture that. the gif. Yeah, literally, he's fighting with a staff. It's a staff. He can make it a staff. Yep. Or nunchucks that are like blunderbuss guns. How sick is that? That's like, so cool. Fuck, I wanted to see it, but we didn't get to see it. But we'll see it soon, I'm sure. Yep, so must watch from Pat. Um, Like, I don't know. You should... Must watch from I'll, Pete. I'll, I'll say seek out from Pete. <laughs> Uh, next up is my the show that I am just absolutely gushing about. I think the show is hilarious. It's one of the funniest shows I've seen in quite a while. And that's Uncle from Another World or just Isekai Uncle. This show has been an absolute treat. I think part of it has been I going into this show, I thought it was going to be like a six. Like the the concept seems really silly. Um we we've had silly Isekai premises before that never really pan out well. And it being essentially a pure comedy is a lot of times hit and miss. Uh, a lot of times that they add some other element, romance, slice of life, drama, or something like that with it. This seems just to be purely comedy. And I I unironically have this show at a 10 on Mal. I have watched every episode uh, twice, and Pat watched it before this. I've seen episode one three times now. <laughs> I... I, I love the 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 mindset of this uncle who has been trapped in a coma for what I think it was like 17 years that he's been trapped yep. he was been in a coma comes back the jokes about Sega like winning the console battle uh the the flashbacks to his time in the fantasy world not understanding like the Sundere character was such a delight it was so much fun with him like not realizing like what that trope is and missing out on an opportunity of love in love. Uh, the orc jokes in the fantasies that he, or the world that he's in is so fun. I love that. He is obviously a human being in his fantasy world, but he's so ugly that people consider him an orc. And that is one reason why the, the elf lady is so drawn to him because he's not afraid to show himself, even though he doesn't view it that way. He's just trying to skate by, if you're a huge fan of Sega, there's so many just different Sega references. Like his character in his fantasy world is tied to the Ninja Gaiden um, series. Like that's supposed to be like a throwback to that. The OP is filled with Sega references. Um, Pat, I want to get your thoughts before I just keep rambling on uh, Isekai Uncle. Yeah, so I am um, I am a product of being too young for the just barely too young for the uh, console wars that are talked about in this show. Born in 1998, Sega was pretty much dead by then already or dying on yep. its dying breaths, right? So I don't get a lot of the Sega jokes, but like I can, I, I get them enough, you know, because at the end of the day, I work in gaming and I, I, I've grown up playing games my whole life, right? Like it, it's not, it's not that hard to follow, but I, I, I don't have quite the attachment to a lot of the jokes I think that other people might. But this show is really funny. I I've, I think I've watched one. No, I watched two episodes. Uh, yep. Yeah, we watched two episodes of it before this, and I'm I'm enjoying it a lot so far too. Like Pete said, it's mainly comedy focused too. Like there's a couple like oh hint of romance for the ma for the guy, not for the the uncle, but the son, the nephew, whatever. And, and they make a joke out of it immediately. Like they don't, they really don't. And we'll see if that continues or not. But I I'm really enjoying it so far. It's been. 
the, the the way he does the magic in the real world and then finds applications for it uh like in his life such as oh i can fly that means i can avoid paying delivery fees or, or shipping costs yep. it's like yeah that's totally the first thing i would think of if i were to be able to fly the next day you know like it's like um <laughs> they make a youtube channel where they're um <laughs> Like he fake stabs himself or makes a fire or, or lightning effect with his hands and people call it fake because it's totally what would happen if there was a real magician in the real world too. I don't know. There's a lot of really funny gags that they've been doing a good job on so far. Uh, but I'll be curious to see if it gets serious or not, though, too, because like it, it gives me a little bit of um, what's the show called? Um, Cautious Hero vibes where it, like it could get pretty serious. I could see that. I could see that towards the end. And, and like the cover art shows a lot of the characters that are that he's met so far, right? And it's like, all right, well, you'd expect the cover to revolve around the people that are going to be in the show a lot, you know. So like, obviously, the ice woman, the the tsundere that he doesn't realize is a tsundere, <laughs> and, uh, and and then someone someone else too. So who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll become like a almost like party like, or they'll end up in the world too. I really don't. That's know. That's what um, I want. I want the cross. I, I want the crossover. I want a dimension tear. I want the elf lady to come into this world. It's kind of like um, Devil's a Part-Timer or something like that, where she enters in this world, because we kind of... Oh, you haven't seen that episode yet, so I'm not going to say anything, but they do a really funny thing in episode three with the appearance of the elf girl. Um, and the so appearance of another girl, I'm guessing, right? Well, because they show it back-to-back in the, the cover art. I assume it's her, too, so... Um, uh, it's different because um so so like in the in the first episode where uh the main character takafumi realizes that his uncle isn't crazy he can actually control has like wizard powers and stuff and it's the first idea that he goes into his head is i'm broke let's make a youtube channel uh (laughs) it's that it's that combination of um subtle humor and kind of punchline but also kind of like reacting to the times it's even though this i believe like the first chapter of this came out in like 2017 it's still pretty relevant to like what's happening in today's age uh and and then with that being said in episode three you see that with another trend that i'm not going to say for major spoilers but it's one of those comedy things where it's like oh back in like 2017 who would have thought that this was a thing and then now it's in 2022 and it's like oh it's like one of the biggest things and especially in like the anime world. So they do a great job at like commentary and like, I hate this phrase, but I'm just going to use it. So people get it. Otaku culture. They do a great job at like use, using the dynamic. I, I, I hate it too, but I think people yeah. can like, <laughs> it's, I get what you mean though. You yeah. Get, yeah. They, they do a great job at like applying those, um, like scenarios and situations that people like about it into a comedy that we're watching. And to me, it's been an absolute treat. Uh, the second episode with like the ice princess and his like line to her was just be a neat. It was literally be a neat. Cause it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you expect that it's going to what this dialogue is going to come. And then it's the exact opposite. It's like, yes. Oh my God. This is so funny. It, it, little Kona Suba ask, where it's just like silly over the top at points, but I- I'm laughing my ass off. To me, this is a must watch. I think it's honestly, I I know it's only three episodes in and I, I don't want to be like, I-, I don't want it to be like one of those things where like by episode nine, I hate it. 
But this is one of the funniest anime I've ever seen in my entire life. I think this is so, just so pure comedy that of the sphere that we're in where it hits harder. And I feel like if I wasn't involved in like the anime community, this would just be like an okay show. But because I'm so involved in this stuff, this this is hidden for me. If you're if you're a fan of like otaku culture and stuff like that, gaming and fantasy, I mean, this is the show for you. I, I to me, this is my number one show of the of the season above Made in Abyss. Like that's that's crazy that me saying this, but I think that's how good this show is. Uh, I'm excited to keep watching myself. I definitely won't say it's my like the favorite show of, uh, of the season because Ruby, obviously, but uh. But it's really good. I, I can't wait to keep watching it. It's definitely one of the ones that I will be watching uh, throughout the season. I can tell already. Like I will be picking this up, adding it to the list, and and continuing it. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's yeah, I guess a must watch. I don't know if I'm watching it. It's a must watch. So yeah, we'll. I like <laughs> we'll that. Pretend, yeah. yeah, we'll pretend that that's how how this works. But yeah, I'd say that this is a must watch for most people too. Because I think uh, unless you just don't like gaming at all, I think if you do, if you don't no video games or like the the jokes that isekais usually have i think then maybe you won't find as much enjoyment out of this but i think it does enough that anyone could watch something like that i, I don't know it's, it feels almost spy family-esque to me where i could show this to most people and they'd at least like get a lot something to laugh yeah at. they may not love it like spy family but they would they would enjoy it at least so I, i'd say this is a pretty must watch for most people Two must watches. Go check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix jail. So if you are watching it, if you're not fortunate like me that I can fly to Japan whenever I want and watch watch this episode when it airs, uh, I think we have one episode out on US Netflix right now. Um, but yeah, check it out when you can. Uh, Isekai Uncle or Uncle from Another World. Next up is the most popular non sequel anime from this season, and that is Call of the Night. I am a person who has read the first four volumes of the manga. I am a huge fan of the series. I was very intrigued to see how that they were going to handle um, adapting it with the vibe that it kind of sets. Because I think a lot of people describe this show as if Lo-Fi Beats had a vampire remix. And I think that that is hitting the mark exactly for what it is. I'm having a great time exploring the world with our main characters, Nazuna and Ku. And it's kind of just figuring out life as a teenager and just trying to figure out what you want to do. Uh, Pat, not as high as me on Call of the Night. I want to get your thoughts on what you've seen so far on the first. Well, you've seen one or two episodes so far? Two. I think I did two. Um, Yeah, I I, don't get me wrong. It's very funny so far. And I, I like the dynamic a lot between the main guy and the main girl so far. The the two main uh, characters have been very 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 fun to listen to their dialogue back and forth it's very witty it's it, it feels again like this is cheating because it's true uh but it feels like like cosma and aqua going back and forth a little know, bit from, from konosuba where where they're bickering in in a funny way and like obviously i'm stealing pete's thunder here but the voice actress for the main girl is aqua's voice actress and you can hear it right away if you if you know the fan uh, or if you know who she is or her voice then there you go you're gonna recognize it um i just I don't see how they turn this into something long term, like like more like the again the few episodes I've watched have been like okay it's cool he wants I can relate to his especially lately his his insomnia at night like I I have not been sleeping well the last couple of 
nights. And I wish I could just go walk around and then, um, never mind. I'm not going to continue that. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I like it, it, it seems nice. Like it seems like a fun Lo, like you said, lo-fi, you know, there's no other people in the background. The streets are empty. It's got a really cool color palette, right? Like, things going on. But, um, I, I don't know. I just, like, how? okay, he wants to fall in love with her. Ha, has he not already? He seems pretty entranced by her. You know, I guess he hasn't technically fallen in love with her, right, yet. But um, I, I just wonder how they keep that dynamic going. I, I'm guessing they do it with... Uh, the supporting uh, female character, the one who who initially confessed to him. Uh, I'm guessing her getting thrown into the story matters in some way. I'm sure the other supporting characters will be, uh, you know, brought in pretty soon in the next couple episodes. But uh, I'm just not like like super hooked yet. I, I, yeah. I you know the vampire came and took a bite out of my neck, but I'm not like follow. You know, I'm not walking to go get bit again. I guess you know that. That's a common vampire yeah. trope for people who don't know that. Um, good job, Pat. That was a good joke. This is Thank definitely you. if you're a fan of coming of age stories. This this is it turns into a very coming of age story. Uh, we get introduced to other characters similar to Ku and Nazina, where they have different motivations for becoming vampires. Where Ku is this character who he just doesn't feel like he fits in. He's not really like a loser. Or anything like that, or a loner. Uh, he's actually kind of, he was actually like kind of popular at school. Like this all kind of happened when a girl confessed to him, and he didn't really know how to react. That he's like, I don't know if I like, I don't know what liking somebody is. Like I've never felt that emotion before, and he kind of just never felt like he belonged in as like a human. And so when the idea of a vampire comes around, it it it, it sparks his interest of like I relate way more at like. I like being alone at night. I like walking the streets at night. I like somebody who also likes doing this and he just doesn't fit in. And so it's, it's this coming of age story of a character just trying to find a place and whether that actually leads to him being a vampire or not. I, I'm not sure how I would feel about that. I think it's more for a story like this. It's more of the journey than the actual destination. And I'm just I, I'm loving this show to be honest. I I we haven't been introduced to all the supporting characters yet. When we do, we get the full cast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it definitely turns more um, comedy because right now it's like very hinted at like the romance angle between Ku and Nazana. Like Ku needs to fall in love with Nazana. That's that's the goal. That's the only way he's gonna be turning into a vampire. So we have that set in stone. Um, they kind of flirt with each other and stuff like that, but that's kind of like the tone it sets. And I'm really looking forward to the later episodes where I, I mean, we get the quirkiness of like what you can be as a vampire, especially one where you're in some cases an 18 year old vampire and you want to just like wreck heaven and have fun. And we get those dynamics later on. And that's what I'm looking forward to more because then we get like a whole group dynamic with the, with the cast and see the other coming of, um, like coming of age stories for the other characters that relate to Ku and Nazna because their ideals kind of change once they get introduced to these new people. So to me, I I mean, I'm I'm loving the show. I hope Pat sticks around with it because I think it's a show that is going to be talked about for a while, especially um like it, like Pat said earlier, the color palette, the music is really good. Uh the OP and ED are both just incredible they're probably both going to be nominated for their respective categories for the year 
it's it's that kind of show where it's a vibe it's a full experience of a show if you're not a fan of slice of life i get it um but if you're a fan of sunny boy uh fully cooly um a place further than the universe stuff like that where it's coming of age characters in like unique and fun situations i think this is the perfect show for you to me this is a must watch um i'm, I'm absolutely loving it pat i want to get your final thoughts before we move on to the next show yeah, uh, I, so I, I like the color palette, and I really like the background art a lot. I I hate the characters' looks. I hate them. I hate it. I, I despise the eyes. it. The eyes, man. Why why can't they just have eyes that aren't crossed or just, you know, that look like NPCs, essentially? They they look so just, not only crossed, but just distant. I, I guess that maybe that's on purpose. They look distant, whatever, like, that they're not focused or they're not in the zone or whatever but they they just seem like they've got that like thousand yard stare that yeah. uh, that just that i don't like and it makes me uncomfortable um and i also don't like nazana's outfit either i think it's weird and also not drawn particularly well either in a lot of the scenes it's uh i don't I, again that's not the focus of the show that is like the character designs themselves i don't think it is but it stands out to me and it bothers me and obviously that's not the reason why i dislike or don't love the show yet though either i don't know i think I probably will stick around and watch it, but mainly because I feel like I should as someone who watches a lot of seasonals and talks about them. But, and again, I'm enjoying it enough where I, it's not going to be a struggle to watch this, but I definitely, I think um, it'll be one that I, unless it gets a little more serious or they're, they're tens, or, or they somehow make it so that the story can be longer and, mm-hmm. and drawn out. I think that, uh, I don't see myself like loving it. So I, gotcha. I, I think that I think people can pass on this myself, but I know that that's a very unpopular opinion because the show is doing really, really well. I mean, the, the waifu bait in it is definitely there. Like in terms of like the, it, like her character is funny. It, her, she's funny. She's hot. She strips and she sucks your blood or is like very sexualized. Right. So I can see why people, uh, excuse me, um, why people like her character a lot, you know, and why she's blowing up in popularity. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of her. She's probably, I, I don't know if she's best girl of the season, but she's close. Uh, she's a whole lot of fun. Uh, so I, I'm in must watch. Pat, you're in like a indifferent slash pass. Yeah, it's fine. It, so far, it's fine. I, yeah. I think I think most people could watch it and enjoy it, but it doesn't feel like a must watch. Yeah. It feels like something that if I didn't watch it and I just watched like, on YouTube, you know how people will take like 15 minutes of a, of an entire 13 episode show and cut it down, like the clips or whatever yeah. of it. I think I could watch that and be like, "Oh, that was really funny," and I had a good time with it. But then that's it, you know. So I don't know. I think that this is going to be one of those shows for me. I get that uh, for sure. And honestly, uh, the coming of age story type is not for everybody because there's some people like me where I think a place further than the universe is like a brilliant masterpiece of a show. And then there's some people who view it as cute girls going to Antarctica and that's it. And it's not, and then they rate like a five, like the, the, this show has like those elements where it, it is coming of age. And if that's not your thing, you're not going to enjoy the show for me personally, love it, especially the uniqueness of using vampires for it. It's not twilight. Uh, it's like a very fun unique storyline with it and I, i'm having a lot of fun with it so uh must watch for me uh indifferent slash pat uh indifferent slash pass indifferent slash pat <laughs> indifferent slash pat for, uh, for call of the for, night for, for, for call of the night um 
moving on to the most Pete show probably of all time, uh, the Yakuza Guide to Babysitting. A what? What? Uh, I think Pat, you said it earlier. What way of the house husband should have been? Yes, a hundred percent. What it should have been. Like fuck, man. Why? Why did it have to be a slideshow? It didn't have to be a slideshow. Like goddamn it. It's yeah. Uh, we we can we don't have to get into that. But this is a. Yakuza protecting uh, the boss's daughter. We also will get introduced later. Um, other Yakuza members doing uh, similar things with like the boss's children and having this fun dynamic of uh, protecting like the boss's daughter, protecting the boss's son type of thing. And Pat, you've seen two episodes. I've seen two episodes as well. So we're on the same one. page here. You've seen I've only one seen episode. one actually. I've seen two. Um, and I know the second one is a heartbreaker, isn't it? So I'm excited. I'm not going to uh, say anything, but I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. This I, no, I'm going to be broken, and it's okay. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm mentally ready because I already can tell at the end of the first episode they hint at it. It's like, all right, next episode's going to be very sad, and that's okay. And I'm, I'm ready for it. My body's ready. Because that first episode was so fucking funny. Like, it's, it's so clever. It, again, it's what the way of the house husband, like, Taking taking those gags where it's like, oh, haha, this little cute little girl who's, you know, very clearly feels neglected or feels isolated because her father is the freaking mob boss, right? So he can't spend a lot of time with her. It's not only dangerous for her, but he's also just too busy or whatever. Um, I think one thing that they did a really good job of is showing that he actually does still care for her, though, and that he, like, does want to be there for her, which is why he takes his best man or his best agent, whatever you want to call him, like, mob member in, in this uh, in the main character and assigns him this job of hey you're you're taking care of her you're gonna be the nanny you're gonna be the the caretaker for her um i don't know so far it, it's been nothing but laughs like throughout the whole episode i loved it and again this feels like a show that it could very easily get serious and then switch to the comedy right back very simple like spy family like I, i'm gonna keep referencing it because it's the best show we've had in a long time but like you know like haha go play tag Anya, or we're playing tag, and Anya's sitting there like, you little you fucking liar, you yeah. know? And, and like, the daughter does the same thing. She knows. She's not stupid. She knows she's, part like, the mobs, or, or the Yakuza's son, or, or daughter in this case, right? Like, like, so she, he, like, tells her to play red light, green light, and he, she calls him out. She's like, no, nah, you lied. Like, come on, there was no one there. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're making this up. I know. I think it's gonna be a great show. This is, uh, I, I mean, I'll just say a must-watch. Like, for me, easily a must-watch. This was, I, I watched this, I'm like, oh man, this reminds me a lot of, like, I'm getting, like, Hina Matsuri vibes, and then I go check, yes. I go check Mal, and it's most, like, recommended show for this is Hina Matsuri, which makes perfect sense. It, it's a, it's a fun style of, we're probably, it's trying to be, like, 90% comedy, and then 10% feels, that the, mm. they have these elements of, like, we see it in the first episode, uh, like, the parent, um, comes to school day, uh, she's by herself. She doesn't invite uh, Kirishima to it because, like, she she's probably having some like internal struggles with it because she wants her dad to show up, but she knows he like can't. But then, so we have this like heart. I just say heartbreaking, but you know, serious moment for her. And Kirishima shows up like all cleaned up, not looking like a yakuza, acting like a father to her, and she's like super happy. She doesn't really know how to react because she she didn't expect this. But then we get like the funny scenes with like the 
like the the parents chit chatting in the back. It's like, oh, is that her stepfather? Oh, it, he's like, no, no, it's complicated. The it's lusting like, for him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, damn, he's cute. You know, like well, that. That was funny. Did a really good job of like bouncing off of these moments, whether it's going from serious to funny or funny to serious. It, it it's it does a really good job at handling that. And to me, I I I just love like this this style of like obscure like title like yakuza being a babysitter like to me that's fun that's why like way the house husband's fun but former yakuza like leader is now making dinner for his wife like those, those scenarios are you can put them in a gazillion different scenarios it's going to be funny every time because i thoroughly enjoy that concept this is no different um ha- having an absolute blast with this show it's close to must watch for me um I think with more episodes, I will feel more that way. But after only seeing two, I put this in like the seek it out kind of like I did with Ruby. It's like really good. I, I, I'm really interested to see because like the, the cover of the anime has like seven or eight characters. And I think we've been introduced to four. So there's probably gonna be like three or four more people who are going to be prominent roles in the show. And so far, every character has been, has been great. So I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, I, I don't have much else to add. This is going to be really fun to watch. And I think it's must watch for just because it's like super. I, I think anyone could watch this and find it funny as well. Like, again, Spy Family comparison. It's it's a little cute, a little wholesome. Uh, the sli- There's a little slice of life, lifey bits in there, right? With her like drawing in class and hanging out, you know, be like, hey, mom, look how proud. You know, then you see the other kids like, look at this mom i'm doing a really good job and it's just like oh that's so wholesome it feels like tugs your heart a little bit and then it's like a little serious too yep. there's the drama aspect to it and then right back to being funny or wholesome and, and great and yeah i think this is gonna be great i i can't wait to keep watching this all right so that's two positive reviews must watch from pat uh seek out from me uh next up is the birdie wing of this season a show <laughs> that was not on my radar we did not preview this for our uh, preview episode i had no idea what it was going to be other than uh i put it on my plan to watch because a1's doing it a1 top tier studio it's an original really interested to see what this was going to be about um at the time when we did our preview there was really not a whole lot of information out there it's just i saw some cute girls on the front cover and it's like so like the the cover art is like split in two where it looks like they have like their school outfits and then the bottom is a little bit more darker and like a girl is holding a gun. So it's like, oh, what kind of mysteries or shenanigans are these girls getting into? And it's about essentially orphaned girls who get turned into like super soldiers. Uh, They fight in like the shadows. Sometimes it's shadows in quotations because they do it a lot of times in like the middle of the day and they preserve the peace of Tokyo or all of Japan. And it's very silly. The, the concept is silly. I mean, the main character, uh, Chizuto, is essentially Neo from The Matrix. Uh, she is, like, unstoppable, but she won't kill anybody. Uh, that's kind of, like, her thing, that she is this, she is the top agent but refuses to use actual guns, where her partner, uh, Takina, is more of a uh, shoot-first, ask-questions-later type of thing that we saw from episode one. Yeah, where very much she so. uses like a giant machine gun. Pat, your initial thoughts on I I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Lycoris recoil. Yeah, it's either that or, or licorice. It, 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 like 
they, one or the other who knows it's not even like a it's not a japanese word so who knows right like it's it's not really a real word um i i disagree that she's only shoot first ask questions later though because uh like that's like the right at the first like 15 seconds of the show that's how the licorice or whatever they're called are described right like that's what they're supposed to be but she doesn't shoot first and ask questions later in that scene she makes a decision against her normal self of you know following whatever yeah, right. people say she goes oh i want to save my comrade essentially right like that's what she says or or that it's implied heavily that she makes that jump to, or snap decision to save her her teammate's life so i think that uh but she thinks about it she considers it she's very like um you know do i betray my orders what do i do and i don't know i thought it was uh this show i i didn't know what to expect i thought going into it the way I, for some reason, I, I was hung up in not wanting to watch it because I thought it was going to be Azur Lane, but with guns, mm -hmm. like, you know, with the girls being guns. I don't know why I was. We are um, getting that, though. Don't you worry. When Arknight, oh, when Arknight comes out, where you will be getting Azur Lane with guns. Yeah, fuck that. Um, <laughs> because Azur Lane is a huge disappointment uh, to me because, damn it, when. Ugh, no, not going to go on that rant today. Um, but yeah, A1 Pictures is behind it. It looks fantastic so far. Um, the characters are fun as well. Like the, the the main girl or the the blonde essentially is uh is very like bubbly and fun, little ganky, right? Like you described, very like Ruby like, like like you described. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the main girl's a little more quiet, reserved. You know, trying to redeem herself or in her or in her eyes redeem herself for her mistake, trying to get back to her old post or position, whatever. I, I'm sure it it'll have a lot of good slice of life moments. Like they're in a cafe, they're working in a cafe is like their cover story i guess is that it's their yeah fun. yeah yeah for sure it's definitely a Which, front of some sort i think that that's so funny because um i really like that yeah they're agents for the government or they're peacekeepers whatever but then they go to a yakuza you know and deliver coffee to a yakuza and are just like yeah what's up buddy you know like yeah i can help you out whatever but i think that that's so fun that uh to see that and i'm sure that they'll do something with that radio tower in the back like the, the initial sure. The initial mistake right where or, or whatever that got the blonde girl demoted or reassigned whatever uh in the first place uh they're definitely hinting at a larger story so i think you describing it as this season's birdie wing as well kind of put me in a negative view of the show because i think that this is uh like I, I get where you're coming from where it's like oh it's a little mafia tied it's like really dramatic with cute girls doing really dramatic things but I think that the, I think it's like going to be a legitimate story. Birdie Wing is just a fucking mess. Like well, it's, it's a Birdie Wing is a total mess. I, I, and I mean, I mean, in the sense where like these, they're all orphans, and instead of having a normal childhood, they're raised as super soldiers. Uh, the main girl, the main blonde girl, Chisato, can dodge bullets in real time at like yeah, that's true. Four feet away because she's the main character. Of course, she has like not even cat like reflexes, like matrix like reflexes. And, but, like, this is a good thing because they established this in episode one. So, like, if there are more outlandish things that happen throughout the show, it's not going to be, like, I'm not going to view it as, like, bad or dumb or whatever. It's established right away that this is the type of, like, setting and situations we're going to be getting into. And I think that's great. I think that that is such a great treat that a lot of people don't do in anime where you get this like deus ex machina shit in like the 12th episode. It's just like, well, how did that happen? Like he didn't do that in the, the, the show before this is established in episode one that Chisato 
is Neo, and she, 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 I, I, I don't even know like what her, what's going to be her kryptonite because she seems essentially invulnerable to anything right now. But it's established, and that's what I like about the show, and that's kind of what I like about Birdie Wing, where Birdie Wing is established episode one that this is going to be fucking crazy, and that's what I get with this. So that that's kind of what I mean by Birdie Wing. Fair enough. I um, I think that this is better made than Birdie Wing. hundred percent. And I, love, <laughs> I, I and, I, and I can. I mean, obviously, I've only watched I think one or two episodes so far, but like. I, I it's gonna be better and it, it or it's gonna be like a, a more coherent story yes um yes than birdie wing is which of course that part of that is the appeal of birdie wing right that it's a batshit insane but i think that that's a turnoff for a lot of people so in this case i think um i can see where you're coming from though i i think that this is uh this is the one that i'm like split on though too because like it's really been cool so far that first episode was great but it's still just cute girls doing ridiculous things like do i really want to watch this like uh, i i don't know so i think i am gonna watch it just because there's not a lot of other things on this season but like if this was airing like last season i probably would have dropped it or i wouldn't have had time to watch it really because i hardly have time to watch my own stuff i don't know i'm curious though look at that cover art that cover it has the the poppy the red poppy flowers well that that, that that's death like, that, that's the happen? flower the flower is a licorice that's what the flower is that's ah uh, there you go yeah um so that that but those signify death in Japanese culture right yeah. or, or, or or impending death and mm-hmm. doom so I'll be very curious to see if they do they actually kill some of the cute girls on the screen or not like we'll, we'll have to see yeah uh you I think you said best where this show is benefiting it's from being in this season. If it, if it was in last season, I think it would have been, I shouldn't say an afterthought, but I think that this would be a back burner show. I, I think this show is, it's perfect for this season. It, it's, it airs on Saturday. It's one of the first shows I watch on Saturday. Um, yeah. So that, that being said, I think that this is like a very fun show. It's not going to be for everybody. However, I'm pleasantly surprised by like its production value. Uh, the animation scenes have been really well done. Some of the fight scenes have been kind of silly, but like it, it, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's not going to be a perfect show, but it, it's fun. The dialogue between the two main girls is a lot of fun. And the, the dynamic of the coffee shop is, is wonderful. I think this is like, this is below Ruby. I think this is like a check it out if you like shows like uh, Princess Principal. Um, if you like shows like, man, what else is out there that's like that? Um, yeah, Princess Principal is the first yeah, thing that that's comes a good to my one. head. Yeah, that, one, that one's good too. If that, you like yeah. Cute Girls and Guns, you should watch this. Shout there out to Jeep go. Dave. Jeep Dave would probably love this show. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh my god! All right, let's talk about this show that I have no expectations of uh, that you are going to be doing most of the talking on. But that is a uh, Tokyo Mew Mew New, um, rocking a solid six point nine four after three episodes or something like that. So, God bless. I I wanted to give a shout out to you know we get one show we get two shojos a year. Um, this is one of. Yeah, this is the second one that we're probably getting. Uh, Shoujo doesn't get a lot of love, and I wanted to check it out. I know a lot of my female friends have been involved in either reading or watching the old 
Tokyo Mew Mew, I have no experience watching it. Wanted to see what it's all about. And this show is a bunch of fun. Um, Sailor Moon Light, it's, it's very Magical Girl-esque with, with the concept of they have, um, like, their, their, their Magical Girl powers are based around a certain animal. So the main character, um, Ichigo, is a cat. Uh, we have, like, a character recently introduced, like, um, Pudding, who is a monkey. And there are five main girls. We haven't been introduced to all five yet. We've been introduced to four. And it's very just a magical girl show with a fun, like, slice of life um, element when they're not in their, like, magical girl forms that they all work at, like, a cafe. And they're all, like, maids. So, I mean, very, very tropey um, shoujo stuff. However, it's a really interesting art style with... When you see a show like this and it just like screams shoujo, if you're familiar with shoujo art styles, big glossy eyes, um, very very cute girls. It's it, it 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 has those elements. However, this is like very polished. It doesn't seem like they wanted to. I, I don't know how else to describe it other than they like they they took the both of both best of both worlds and combined it into one art style where we have polished shoujo, which we don't really get. And I, I think if you're a fan of like art style, that this is just worth checking out for that reason alone. If you're a fan of magical girls. I think this is definitely worth checking out uh, just for like knowing more about the shoujo uh, demographic, because I mean, we don't get a whole lot. Uh, last year we got Kageki shoujo, which was incredible, but like nobody watched it. Um, we've gotten we're watching it now but like review starlight um kind of like an under the radar hit for some people not many people watched it mainstream i think fruits basket is like the only thing of recent that like really shined for shoujo and we see it now again for tokyo mew mew uh it's at thirty thousand members on mal which is pretty low um especially since how popular the old one is i was hoping to see maybe more people checking out the new one uh, personally for me, with somebody who has no experience in Tokyo Mew Mew, I think that this is worth checking out if you are wanting to see more shoujo content. If that's not your thing, like Pat, I get it. Uh, for most guys... I love shoujo. What the fuck? No, it's just this looks awful. No offense. It looks terrible. I don't get it. I like Sailor Moon. I like Fruits Basket. I, I like a lot of shoujo because generally speaking, it focuses on dr drama and like other storytelling things that aren't focused on in like general shonen or sign-in series i i don't know i what when, when i say this, when i say pat when i say pat i mean like male <laughs> i mean men uh this has a very okay. <laughs> very specific target audience which makes sense but like i i don't expect my friends to be watching tokyo Mew Mew is all i'm trying to say but I think you should give it a shot. I, I think it's fun, especially if you like magical girls. Uh, it, it has that element, really fun transformation sequences. Uh, interesting. Um, and like the, since it's all based around animals, uh, really interesting, like antagonists and the people that they fight because it's all based around animals has been really fun. So to me, I think this is like a considerate. If you're a fan of shoujo slash magical girls. Fair enough. Uh, all right. I think what's next on the list is something that only I am caught only up you. on. Yes. So that is Classroom of the Elite Season 2. Um, 
God, I watched the first one. I think what when the first one air was that uh let's see, TV 2017. So I watched that I think I watched it in 2018, you know, like because that's really when I first started watching like a lot of the seasonal stuff. And I remember enjoying the hell out of it because and not being able to put it down. And then the last scene of the of the episode, the uh character, the main character kind of you get revealed that he's a sociopath like it's hinted at throughout the show but like he where he kind of like just watches stuff and he 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 chimes in he solves problems he's like this resourceful student at mm-hmm. the school that's all very very competitive but then it's like oh wow i he literally sits there and is like yeah i broke her mentally she's mine now or she's like like I, I I've won. Like I I've essentially made a new ally, someone who will do whatever I say. And and it's just like he goes on a big long rant, and you're just like, whoa, that is sick. Um, and then the second season apparently starts off. I don't remember anything else from that though. That's the thing. I don't. It's been so long since I watched the original. I didn't remember any of their names. I remembered most of their faces, but like and who they were. But God, it, the hardest part about watching this for me is they keep saying names, and I have to sit there and be like, wait. Who are they talking about again? Okay, they're talking about this person. Like it, it has been hard to follow. Uh, thankfully, the show does it a little bit at the start, where they show everyone's names, like what every time the first time they show a show on screen. But that's nice. It's not enough. It's not enough though. <laughs> like, like, do you, do you, you have know? Mal open while you're watching? Be like, oh, she's talking about oh this girl type of thing. I wish I did. I was I was sitting in front of my my big TV, so I was like watching on Apple TV, so I didn't have anything that i could look at I, I i figured it out enough like again it's it's not like i you have to know everybody's name to really mm-hmm. follow because at the end of the day it spells it out usually pretty well for you but i was definitely a little lost at first because i was just like shit who are these people sure again? like um i don't think that this is like a mind-blowing show either like it's it's very i think a lot of the things are telegraphed and the stuff that isn't that where you're just like whoa I can't believe the main guy did that. Yeah, that, that that stuff that comes out is usually not stuff that you can really read or expect. Which, but which is not it's not a knock on the show. It's just that you know it's not it, it's a mystery that you can't figure out on your own. I guess you know like and it's but it's fun to watch. It's I I I think it's really especially this season they're really laying into the fact, especially since they revealed it. Like yeah, no, this guy is psychotic. Like he is he is so calculated and one step ahead like 3d chess with these people and willing to do whatever the fuck it takes for him to win or to be in like the the elite class right yep. and, or whatever and he does it with a, this blank stare where he's like sitting there in a scene and he because his idea is he doesn't want to stand out like i, I don't know. this guy intentionally got the 50th best score out of 100 um in order to be the perfect middle where he doesn't stand out as too smart or too dumb like shit like that like he is I like that. That's fun. It's it's really fun, but it's also really just ridiculous. So I I don't know I don't know how else to describe the show because like oh the girls they're cute their designs are fine the, the 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 new style too is really interesting. It's not I, I wouldn't say new style but like it's very clearly like updated the animation. Mm-hmm. It's very like shiny and there's like the two toned hair and and things that weren't really that apparent in the original. Um, this thing being sourced from a light novel makes so much sense as well. But it just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying it a lot though. So I'm, I'm excited to keep watching it. Uh, the, the themes are drama and suspense. And I think that's definitely the case. 
uh i mean it, it's a good popcorn show for me is gotcha. the way i look at it like I, I really like watching it so i i don't know i wish we really voted for the first one for watch club because it would have been nice to rewatch the original Same. and have to and would have been nice to have to like um be, and then that last scene we would have talked about for like 30 minutes i know miles would have gone on such a tangent about how awful of a person he is but also how cool he is yeah. you know like and it would have been so much fun um but yeah that's classroom of the elite i think if you watch the first one definitely watch this it's updated animation so far so far it's been produced really well as well it's looking good it's sounding good it's oh pretty interesting first three episodes to the third episode was really like the Again, another moment where you're like, wow, this guy really is like fucked yeah. and he's smart and he literally just got another one to not his harem. But, you know, he like basically has this girl like. I, I don't know, but like hooked and like sure. he he set out the bait, he reeled it in and now she's like hit it locked in and like fully dedicated. It's pretty incredible. And it's not even like he does. It. He's not doing it for like sexual gain or anything like that. He's doing it because he has a master plan or, or or he's doing it so that he can continue to climb in the classes. He literally does not do it in like any sort of creepy way, which is why I think, well, or, or you can tell that his intentions are not in a creepy manner. It's, it's more just, he needs to be the best. So mm. he's doing it. And it's very, very, very fun to see that in an anime. I get that. Yep. I, I, I want to check out. I was really, like you said, really hoping to check out classroom elite for watch club. Didn't happen. Uh, this is one of the shows that was like, if so, first it's Golden Kamui, then it's Summertime Render, and then if I get to it, it's Classroom of the Elite. So this is the third show on my watch list for this season, if I can get to it in time. Uh, it seems like a fun premise for most people that have watched non light, non light novel source readers or whatever. Your anime only seems to be like you, Pat. Popcorn, popcorn show. It's fun. Uh, interesting dynamics, a uh, little psychological at times, and that's fun. So I, it has the intrigue of something that I want to check out. Just unfortunately, I don't have all the time in the world. I'll get to it eventually. So, mm. yeah, yeah I, it's solid. I'd say it's solid. I definitely, if you watch the first one, worth watching. I wouldn't say, I think if I made you interested, I would say it's worth watching the first season. But if you're not, if this just sounds like whatever to you, then don't don't bother going back. I would say like it's not worth it. It's not like it's mind blowing. Like this is just like a very good, fine like fun show to watch. It's sure. not something that's going to change your perspective or something that you. Like, it's like an watch. eight out of ten show or something like that. Uh seven. Yeah, seven, 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 to seven out of ten. Seven show. seven point five maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that, it, I like seven and a half, seven point five shows. I just when I get to it, I'll get to it. Uh, a show that's not a seven and a half though, it is probably the second best show of the season, and it's been. Just, just so good. Uh, Made in Abyss, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun, the sequel to the Dawn of the Deep movie. If you haven't watched the movie yet, you need to watch it before this season. Um, already, I, I, I've gushed about him before. Kevin Pankin is the best musical director in anime. Uh, he did the first season of Made in Abyss. He did uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. He's done some other stuff in the past. He did Tower of God. And this show, I'm getting chills thinking about it. The world that they capsulate themselves in with the music of himself added, it's a whole nother level of viewing in this show. It, it, it makes me just so immersed in the world that I don't want it to stop. I hate when the music ends. I hate when they talk because I just want to be, I, I want to be absorbed by Kevin Pankin. You can clip that. Um, 
season two of of this show has been a really fun dyna- uh, uh, dynamic of storytelling. So at the same time of Rika, Reg, and Nanachi's adventure into the sixth level, we're also getting the flashback story of the first people to venture into the abyss. So sort of the, the trials of people exploring for the first time and sort of how it sort of became a phenomenon of the world itself. If you're a fan of Made in Abyss, obviously this is a must watch. It's pro- if people say that this is anime of the year, it, it wouldn't shock me for the least bit. It's it's hitting on every level. The only reason why I don't have it at a 10 is because it's not done and I don't know like what could happen, but this show has been near perfect. I I thought the continuation from the movie into this was done so well. Uh, I was so hyped on the movie itself and we had to wait like, I think it was like two years after the movie to get the season. And I was just, I was itching for it. I wanted it. I need the abyss. It's like a drug and it's, it's been everything I wanted so far. It's just, a, just a wonderful story. If you're a fan of main abyss, you need to check this out now. If you're not a fan of main abyss, I, I, I think it's like, I mean, it's in like my top 100. I think it's like my number 30 show of all time or something like that. It's, it's just wonderful. Pat, you have seen Made in Abyss. You've seen the movie. You have not started uh, this season yet. Uh, did I say anything that tickled your fancy? Uh, not particularly. I don't know. I'm so weird uh, about this show because I think it's good. And I, th- I, I think it's really good. I think I, I really, really like this show a lot. I just think there are certain things that piss me the fuck off about it. That, you know, whether it's a lot of the scenes where they just the kids get kind of hypersexualized or or things like that that happen and like oh you can just say oh yeah that's fucked up or it's meant to be fucked up because it's a fucked up world whatever it's like well yeah you didn't have to show it though you could imply it you could yeah. like you could make it not the focal point of like what was it two pages of the manga where like you open the book and it's just you, never mind we, we're not gonna go there but the i i i think uh i'm excited to continue the story because when they left off at the end of the movie i was very curious to finally see what i believe they're finally entering the next layer right of the may the uh, sixth the, level yep um, the maze i fucking maze runner stuck in my head yeah the, <laughs> the, the 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 abyss right they're entering the sixth level so that'll be cool to see uh nanachi has been a fun addition to the the main two as well um i don't know i i I am sure i'll get to it but i think this is a show that that i also like watching more uh like i really loved it in the movie setting rather than in the the seasonal setting i guess so i i think i'll probably wait uh to start this one until it gets a couple more episodes in but i'm sure it's been more of the same I, i agree with you on kevin pankin is incredible the show the music in the show definitely helps it helps build the atmosphere of this this abyss that's supposed to be full of um unseen treasures and unfathomable dangers and 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 beasts as well so yeah. i think it's very very cool to see what um i don't i'm curious this i i i'm just so curious because it's like they they've already established how essentially you can't come back from what is it the fourth layer or the fifth layer right like i mean just, I, that's like the that's not actually true. It's more of like a like a like a tale to like scare people and stuff like that. Where like is it? Because yes. I feel like the, 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 even the woman when they the, they show in the elevator, they literally you re, the human body cannot handle. Well, we've we've seen Rico's mom Rico's mom um at the bottom level. Like 
that that was in season one like people have been to the bottom of the abyss it's just or i don't know if they've been to the bottom bottom but they've been very far down like past the sixth layer right and then she where what happened to her she didn't get back up you know right we don't like, know that's... We, we don't no, okay, we don't know yet but it's assumed. that's the that's the mystery assumed. of the abyss because like who knows like what mysteries are maybe she's still down there like i think that's such a cool element of like like a place for them in the universe was like she's trying to go find her mom even though like her mom is dead same thing but her mom might not be dead like we have seen crazy shit of like, like especially how rico was born was like in a um like like an Iron Maiden shell thing that they had, and they carried her all the way up, and that's how she survived the abyss from being born in there. I I, I think it's so cool. Uh, like we said, talk about Ruby when we said like how the character designs are just like top tier. The designs on like the monsters on each level are so cool. fascinating. I love how they every layer is different. Um, the threat is different. How they handle each situation is so unique and fun. Whether it's like life threatening, uh, like we had in season one, where like Rico was poisoned, to like a giant beast where like their brute strength is going to like come at you, I I just love it. I love I-, I never know what's going to happen next. I think that's like a beauty of Made in Abyss is that there's a real threat and there's real like consequences and stuff like that with the world that they're in, and it's not happy all the time, and it's it is disturbing and. Yeah, the sexual parts are fucking weird. Like, I'll say that for sure. But I think yeah. there's some really cool elements as well with Bondred and the children element itself, which would be fun to see if that gets re um, revisited in season two. Because I, I mean, Bondred essentially has been like changing his body. We don't know how old he is. Like, it'd be cool if Bondred was like 700 years old or something like that. I think that'd be like a really fun twist on his character or something yeah yeah the the thing with the kids that wasn't super sexual which was awesome like he was just you know like how great was that like they that's what frustrates me because the they have the whole story with bondrude was incredible right like the what he did and his willingness to like basically just yeah people are bodies right they're they're meant to be or 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 they his his complete numbness to like humanity mm-hmm. that he changed into this. Like, I, I think that that is so, so cool. And it didn't require them to. Yeah. Freaking show. The, oh yeah. The, the author is sus. Like if, if the you, author is so if, sus, if you look man. up some, like, um, th- there, there's more that meets the eye probably. Um, yeah. I hate You're talking was... about too. The anime isn't even as bad as the manga. No, apparently. not even close. I, okay yeah but either way it's a really fun story i think this is must watch if you've watched uh the first season and the the movie as well um definitely a must watch uh for me i assume for pete as well uh must watch uh will probably be in like my top six for anime of the year i'm kind of leaning right now just based off what i've seen so far with the episodes that have been out i can't see it going downhill at all just based off the quality that made in abyss is if you're a fan of getting sucked into a world where you want to be encapsulated <laughs> by the music and the omniots and the world building, yeah, laugh it up, Pat. I you, you paused very dramatically after. If you're a fan of getting sucked, and I was just like, what? hey, if you're a fan well, of that too, you should watch Made of well, because you probably have taste. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, a- absolutely. 
guard. Absolute must watch. Um, but before we get to our last absolute banger of a show for the year, Pat, is there anything else that you're watching that you want to talk about? Uh, any last Ruby thoughts that you could get to? <laughs> There's a lot of Ruby thoughts that I have. So uh, again, come to the Discord and talk about them with me if you're Sick a big fan Pat. of the show like I am. Thanks, Pat. Um, <laughs> that that was, uh, yeah, please do come talk to us because I, I love talking Ruby. It's uh, a series that is very close to my heart. And I'm totally not frustrated that we're having to wait a whole two years for the ninth volume, you know? Totally not at all. Um, you could not hear it in my voice. Uh, the only other show that's on my radar for this season is uh legend of the galactic heroes and because that's what this season is to me it's uh watch maybe five or six shows and then watch a shit ton of the what has to be one of the best anime series of all time because you don't get a rating like that without it true with 100 episodes i don't know um yeah, but yang yeah gang by the way all day yang yang yeah. Uh, yeah i respect that yeah, again any of the, that's what's nice about ruby there's so many characters no, legends of the galactic heroes oh yang oh, oh yang okay from, there yeah you when, you, when you get there you'll realize you're yang gang i'm probably yang gang who knows though i don't know i, I think griffith did nothing wrong so um, whoa clip that okay yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah there you go yeah clip it yeah <laughs> there you go i i have not seen enough berserk to know uh well i kind of know already yeah yeah i probably yeah. already know but you know <laughs> Oh, yeah, but so yeah, watch Legend of Galactic Heroes. Come join us and talk about that too. Uh, Pete, what about you? What are you? Well, I know you're watching what twelve other shows or something. Yeah, I'm like watching that. a bunch. Uh, the ones that stick out. Uh, Devil's a part timer. After nine years, we finally get it back. H- has been a lot of fun, honestly. Uh, the it anime- looks weird. New, it looks new, weird. New studio. Uh, they changed um like the character designs a little bit, especially like how glossy they are. I didn't. I I kind of like glossed uh, glossed over it after about four minutes. I didn't even pay attention to it. Really fun. If you're a fan of season one, you don't get a lot of that in season two. Uh, Overlord season four. I thought season three was trash. Season four has been a very nice change of pace. It seems like they're slowing down. They're focusing on the story more than just like the antics that they can get into, and has been honestly a really fun show i'm i'm kind of surprised by how much i'm enjoying it there's been a lot of shit as well uh shows that are like in the drop mode engage kiss uh is just trash they have to like make out to get superpowers it's not good uh maybe a hot take because i think a lot of people are liking this show because it's better than they thought it was going to be Is my stepmom's daughter is my ex However, I am not on board with that. I think they try to change it up where they, they, they take the trope and then at the end of it, they don't play the trope. And I think people are like, oh, wow, look how cool that is. I thought it was trash. I'm, I've watched one episode. I don't know if I'll watch a second episode just because it's, it, it's just not, it's not good. And I, I think it's going to be 12 episodes of the same thing. Shadows House Season 2 has been an absolute delight. If you're a fan of Season 1, Season 2 is... Is going pretty quick. I I like the direction that they're going with with the shadows, um, the turmoil within the house, and like the 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 drama and the conflict between um, like the, the non shadows has been a lot of fun. Uh, the, yeah, the two I would say like definitely check out for sequels is uh, Devils a Part Timer and Shadows House Season Two. Uh, Pat, thank you for joining me. We are going to move on to our last show, an absolute banger. Most talked about the most popular show of the season based off of people watching uh, everyone's favorite main character, Kazuya. We have Rent a Girlfriend Season 2. 
Is this number one? I think uh, second season of Devil is Part Time is number one. You are right correct. Now. It is the number two most popular show from the season. Uh, I'm yeah. Let's go. <laughs> uh, if you don't know my take on it, uh, Kazuya was my worst character of the year. Not even worst boy. I I don't like him as a character at all. I think he's just a terrible, terrible character. However, the female cast is a lot of fun, whether if they are or not trash people. I think they add to a very fun dynamic where the show itself is bad, but enjoyable. Uh, Pat, what's your initial thoughts on like, um, Rent a Girlfriend itself and then so far with season two? Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, Rent a Girlfriend feels very like domestic girlfriend-esque, right? Where you're like, the, these crazy things happen that should never happen. These very melodramatic things happen, right? But in Rent a, in, in Domestic Girlfriend, they happen and they have consequence, right? And then the story progresses. In Rent a Girlfriend so far, it seems to go back to square one. Yeah. It seems to be in a cycle where they make progress and then they go back to square one or something happens and it's resolved, but they haven't gotten any further. There's a time loop without actually being a time loop. Yeah. It's uh, it's a worse version of uh, Haruhi, right? Did I do that right? Did you I did make that right. right? All right. Good. Good for me. Good um, job, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Um, <laughs> But no, so I, I know rent a girlfriend. The way, the way I look at it is like Chizuru is flawless she is a the waifu baitiest waifu of all time but she's also like really like they're, they're exploring her depth a little bit more this season and she's been really good so far why she even considers kazu kazuya uh, as it's not kazuma kazuya uh yes why why she even considers him in any way like romantically interesting is where this show loses me because he's not redeemed he's awful he is an awful awful person and, and it's so frustrating because the show just reminds you of that constantly too whether it's the leftover jizz towels every <laughs> I single forgot about that <laughs> literally and i i challenge someone please find a manga screen a manga screenshot or an anime screenshot where it's in his apartment where there isn't a used tissue somewhere in the background. The show literally slaps you in the face with it constantly. So far this season, it has not stopped. It has just always been, oh, haha, he has cum rags laying around, like, all over the place. And it's just, like, it's so gross. It's so unnecessary. Like, yeah, we get it. He's a horny college student. Like, whatever. I may have been a horny college student in the past. I didn't, leave my, t didn't leave my fucking used tissues all over the place. That's gross. Like, it's, it's like the whole point is that, oh, yeah, he's just he's just that gross or he's that unhinged. Well, why is Chizuru literally a perfect person, someone who has her own struggles and has her own like flaws in that way? But is other than that, a put together person, why is she tolerating him? Why? Like, it, it bothers me to all hell. And it's really bothers me, too, because Mommy is a really interesting character. I think her her as a story, a part of a story could be very interesting. She's essentially a girlfriend who broke up with a guy because she realized how much of a fucking loser he was. Yep. Or she was maybe she was using him in the first place. We don't know yet. But she then comes back and is like, and it, did she come back because she got jealous or she actually liked him? Or does she come back because she just is maniacal and like, like wants to like manipulate him and mm -hmm. get in his way? Or is she actually jealous because she's like, oh shit, she's pretty hot. Maybe I was wrong to like leave him. Again, we don't know yet, but it's really fun to see 
her get explored as well because she she's smart she's cunning she's clever she's very like manipulative yeah and that's really cool to see and you've got ruka she's annoying as shit awful awful on anytime she's on screen but i really also like the fact that like oh he's the first person that's ever made my heart skip a beat and her heart is actually like fucked up in real life like she Mm -hmm. actually has like a heart problem which i think is so funny that they use that like they just gloss over it but she's actually like at a health risk or something but like that's cool that's a cool motivation to have for you to have your first crush or like someone but then she fucking takes it to the next level calling him his girlfriend without actually being it or apparently in the most recent episode i i've watched three of the four i haven't finished the fourth yet apparently like sexually assaults him or coerces him to drink more to set like have like whatever uh, again like she's awful and then even Sumi. Sumi gets pretty Sumi cool gang, too. Sumi gang, baby. I knew Pete was waiting for this. Sumi yes, gang. Yes, sir. She seems like a fun character too, where it's like, it's a cool idea that someone would use being a rental girlfriend as a way to pra- like train themselves to be more social and to be more outgoing. And I think that she's going to be nothing but a bundle of joy whenever she's on screen. But also, she's going to get, Kazu's going to fuck her up somehow or do something wrong. And it's going to go back to square one. Yep. And mm, spoiler for anyone who doesn't want to get spoiled um, long term of the whole series. But I think you are not going to be surprised to hear that according to uh, uh, 200 chapters into the manga, which Domestic Girlfriend was 240 chapters long and they actually had resolution. Not everyone loved it, but they had like things happen and it resolved itself as a story. 200 chapters into Rental Girlfriend and they have not made any progress at all as a couple again yeah mayo mommy is an option or whatever or people no it, he's going to end up with Shizuru at the end of the show there's no way he doesn't and they have made no progress they have just recently made a leap and then crashed right that, back that's down a, to square that's one. the thing and it's so frustrating to read that because at least in domestic girlfriend they make a leap and then they crash down but they're in a different spot or he's with a different one of them or he's got another love interest where it continues the story and progresses it this one it just crashes back down and back to square one this author clearly knows that they can't come up with another story or doesn't know how to end this one and they're just milking it for all the money that they can at this point which good for them because they're probably making a shit ton of money but yeah it sells really well (laughs) it frustrates the shit out of me because just it could be good it could be it could and and i'm gonna watch every goddamn episode exactly and and I, I'm going to give it a five or a six yep. or a yep. seven, maybe even. Ooh, no, not, no, no, it won't Watch be that. Yourself. It'll be a six. It, it'll probably be a six. I don't know. Chizuru is pretty incredible. Like, yeah, like, she's fantastic. I, great you, great you, rant, by the way. I love it. Oh. Um, Not going to say a whole lot because I think Pat covered everything. The biggest problem for me is the development towards any form of progress and immediately reverting it backwards to draw the story out. and. It sucks because I've only watched two episodes and it's been fun. Like I like, even though I think that like the pairing between the two are dumb, it's been fun. Like their dynamic has been fun at times and like, I'm enjoying myself, but I know it's, that's not what's going to last. I know episode five is going to come around and be like, man, fuck this show. Like, I don't know if we're going to get like another 
last season, the Christmas episode where he just stalks Chizuru for an episode because he's jealous <laughs> is like one of the worst episodes I've ever watched in anime. Like, when are we getting that this season? Because immediately it's going to go from, because I think two episodes in, it's it's like a seven. Like, it's fun. But her, there's her acting be... was so funny. Yeah. Like, it was so good. And, <sighs> but I'm going Sorry. to, I, you know, episode six, seven, eight is going to be a two out of 10. It's going to ruin everything about the show. And I'm going to be like, man, why did I give this help? But like Pat said, I'm going to watch every fucking episode of this show. Uh, I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to give it a five. And then I will patiently wait for the third season whenever it gets announced. Um, just because it sells so well in Japan. It's like kind of crazy how good it does. And I don't know if you've been to like a Barnes and Noble or anything like that. It is very prominently placed at the Barnes and Noble manga section. They have, there's some, there's some books that I have where if I go to Barnes and Noble, they have one or two copies. Go. If you're ever in the area, go check out Barnes and Noble. See how many fucking copies of rent a girlfriend they have because it's my entire bookshelf is rent a girlfriend. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It, it, it's funny because I think they just sit there and they go, "Oh, this sells so well in Japan. It must sell well here too." And it, I think I, it I'm does. Sure it, I'm sure it does fine. Yeah, but I bet it doesn't hit the levels that it does in Japan. Not even close. Because it's just not like I don't. know. I feel like people have shame here in what they buy. <laughs> shame. <laughs> like you know, like have I, you no I don't shame? know. I have sh- lots of shame, but people don't. People in America, they don't read as much smut or or you know, or, or don't openly parade it i would say openly buy it or something like that right like you know they read it online or they get it on their kindle or something instead of yep. like buying the physical manga you know like i would never buy um yeah, well, don't, I, I don't mind don't mind it. my prison school manga box in the background <laughs> yeah but, but you know like i would never proudly own like high school dxd manga or or something like that um but I feel like a lot of people would in Japan. I'm sure they do because it's really, or is it a light novel? I don't know. It's really popular in Japan though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, This show. Fuck man. Like (laughs) I want to like, I I love it. I love, I love some of the characters in the show. The characters carry the show. Yep. And then the, the Kazuya himself ruins it. And then so does some of the, like the, the fact that they just never progress Uh, again, if they made progress and then regressed and then came back up or something, and then there was a meaningful difference in the story, then it would be great. But it's not. Yep. There's, there never is. And uh, yeah, must watch. So yeah, you. no. Uh, honestly, <laughs> for me saying that I gave season one a five out of ten, I think it's close to a must watch, man. Like it's it's a lot of fun to talk about. It's a lot of fun to. Well, it's funny that's rent a girlfriend rag. It's fun to rag on this show. Yes. It's, it just sucks. It's because like the potential is there for like how silly of a premise it is and st- like very otaku fantasy based. If I rent a girlfriend, maybe she'll fall in love with me and see the. Oh, it's real incel music. bait. It is incel bait for sure. Like, oh, even if it is like, it has the opportunity to be something more than what it is, and which sucks because like. You see the potential. This show could easily be like a seven or an eight if it handled correctly. And it's just not, but it's a car crash. You can't look away from it. Uh, yeah. Uh, near must watch for me. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think Pat said best. Uh, Pat, uh, yeah. 
any final thoughts before we head out? Uh, not not much. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us rant about all these shows. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to fall. I know Pete talked about it earlier, but Golden Comedy Season 4 is coming. I'm so glad that Pete finally got to see oh, what Stanka Pat, you're, is. You're missing the best show for next season. What is that? Uh, Chainsaw Man, duh. Oh, yeah. Chainsaw Man. I've heard nothing but great reviews <laughs> yeah. from people in this in this Discord. So yeah. <laughs> um, maybe maybe people next season will have to cover their ears when we talk about Chainsaw Man. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It dominated the con that we went to as well. This is the first episode I think we've done uh, since the con together, at least. And it, yes. it Chainsaw Man was everywhere. So I, I'm sure it'll only be worse coming soon. Yeah, uh, normally I plug where I say join the Discord if you want to talk about stuff. Uh, we don't like Chainsaw Man, really, so if you're a big fan yeah. of Chainsaw Man, uh, you might not like our takes. Or if you want to hear our takes on Chainsaw Man, let us know. But uh, Unless we're wrong, please, because I'm curious. I have no idea. I just I, All I've heard is uh, a lot of people naysayers about this fantastic series that apparently is I mean, I gave it a soon. 7. I just can't believe people legit think it's like a 10 out of 10. It just it like legit blows my mind that a sh- this story Hey, Deji said he wants to touch boobs for the 7th time. Oh, what a character. It's like Okay. Uh, enough about Chainsaw Man though. <laughs> Sorry. I we will I by honestly, I'm not even kidding, do a full episode on Chainsaw Man went out and get downvoted to oblivion but it'll be a super fun episode yeah shit ton of views though it would probably would but uh i do want to say thank you if you have made it this far and uh if you want to support us best way to do so like comment subscribe leave a review on whatever platform you're watching or listening to us on if you are a visual listener on our youtube we have audio on uh anywhere podcasts are found if you're listening to us to on audio only platforms we have a youtube if you want to see your beautiful faces Next week, we will be watching Review Starlight for Watch Club. Um, Really looking forward to talking about that as I defend the show with my life. Um, I feel like this is going to be a cat non-Baka episode based off of people's reactions. Uh, And then the following week, I think I might do a hot take episode. Not sure yet. In two weeks, we're going to do some uh, non-Watch Club stuff, so look forward to that. But thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.